Welcome to the Spa Pool Marketing Success Podcast, where you'll learn proven strategies to help you outsmart, outmarket, and outperform your competitors. Every episode is jam-packed with tips, tools, and tactics designed to drive more traffic, generate more leads, and increase sales. Now, here's your host, David Carlton. Welcome to today's podcast where I'm going to talk about follow-up marketing. But before we get started, I thought it might be helpful to review once again the nine steps to internet marketing success for pool, spa, and sauna dealers. Step one, create or improve your website. Step two, use on-site SEO to get your website lead generation ready. Step three, drive qualified traffic to your website. Step four, Convert website visitors into leads. Step five, convert leads into sales. Step six, track your results using analytics and continually improve. Step seven, create a follow-up marketing system. Step eight, test, track, refine, and repeat. And step nine, create a referral marketing system. Step seven, where we are now, is critical because you have spent a lot of time money, and resources to generate a lead, so you want to be sure that your follow-up system is quick and effective. After all, if you're not going to follow up, why bother generating the lead in the first place? So let's talk about the how and when you should follow up with a customer. The how of following up can only be determined by how much contact information you actually have. If someone has given you a phone number, chances are they want you to call them. If they've only provided an email, then they are likely only expecting an email. The when of customer engagement is a bit trickier. When a lead conversion comes in for your website, you should have an automated email acknowledging the visitor's request. This email doesn't need to be complicated, and it can be as simple as, thank you very much. We've received your request, and we'll respond to your needs shortly. The forms on your website should be set up not only to send automated emails to those who requested information, but also go to the person or team in your company tasked with following up on the leads. All leads should be addressed within 24 hours. Three rules for a great follow-up conversation. The first contact with a prospect can feel daunting, but knowing what kind of information to provide is essential. Rule number one. Always answer questions as directly as possible. For example, when someone asks, what's the price of your widget? If you're selling low-ticket items, respond with the price is whatever, $10.27. However, if you're selling a high-ticket item or a service, it's tough to answer because pricing can depend on a variety of factors like size, colors, accessories, delivery, etc., Your best bet is to answer as directly as you can, giving the prospect a price range when possible. This response is always better than not answering a customer question because you're afraid you might scare them away. Rule number two, always provide a next step or identify an action to be taken. Rule number three, always ask how they would like to hear from you. For example, you could ask them, what's the best way to communicate with you or how do you like to shop? Asking questions is always good practice, and it is a smart way to bring customers closer to you. What makes a good response? The speed of response, answering the question honestly, and providing helpful information. 
I can't stress enough the importance of speed when responding to customers. But speed and accuracy of information must go together. It's not enough to send out a bland, non-answer. When following up on leads, I like to ask my clients, what is your responsibility? Or even better, what is your response ability? Your ability to respond quickly and effectively to customers will depend entirely on the follow-up process that you have in place. The question now is, what kind of system or process do you currently have in place to respond to all the leads you receive or generate? Why is having effective processes and automation important for your business? Well, systems and processes are consistent, repeatable, and predictable. Now, there are many ways to follow up with people. Email, snail mail, phone, chat, messenger, text. It's smart to create a process that addresses all of these. When designing your customer response process, keep the following three questions in mind. Who is in charge of following up on the leads in your company? What are they supposed to do with the lead? And how do you measure and monitor their progress and success? I want to spend some time now talking about emails. It's great that you're sending out emails to potential leads, but nothing can happen until your email is open. So if you put a lot of time into creating a terrific email and nobody opens it, it's pretty much a waste of time. Luckily, there are a variety of ways that you can increase and improve your chances of having your emails opened. Here are five strategies to increase email open rates. According to the Aberdeen Group, personalized emails improve click-through rates by 14% and conversion rates by 10%. After all, you're asking people to give you their name, so why not address them personally in the email? Most email autoresponders have a code where you can insert a first or last name. Number two, creating a captivating subject line. According to Convince and Convert via Salesforce, nearly 33% of email recipients opened email based on the subject line alone. I can't tell you how important a great subject line is to creating an email that gets open. If a subject line isn't enticing enough or engaging enough, the recipient is simply not going to open it. There are several places online to help you craft winning copy from subject lines to headlines. PopURLs.com can help you create interesting subject lines based on what's trending and what people are looking at now. Reddit.com is a similar site where you might be able to pick up a few more ideas. Number three, know the importance of the first sentence. It's critical that the subject line and first sentence of your email go together. Why? Well, Gmail pulls a portion of the first sentence of your email with the subject line when it appears in your inbox. So the subject line and first sentence are a great one-two punch. Number four, optimize performance with split testing. Before sending out a newsletter, consider split testing different subject lines to different portions of your list. This is a quick way to determine which one performs best. Here's how to do it. Develop two subject lines, say subject line A and subject line B. If you have 5,000 email recipients on your list, send subject line A to 500 people and subject line B to the remaining 500 people. Apart from the subject lines, the rest of the newsletter is exactly the same. After it has been delivered, look at the stats for each and review the open rates. Take the subject line that works best and use it to send your newsletter to the remaining contacts on your list. Number five, ensure email compatibility. If your email doesn't render well in your recipient's email system, they will have a difficult time understanding it. 
Luckily, there's a handy alternative that allows subscribers to see your email as it was intended to be viewed. You have the option of adding a message at the top of your email that says something like, Having trouble reading this? Click here to open in your browser. If you're using Emma, Salesforce, or another autoresponder system, this message is essentially boilerplate. Another advantage of using an autoresponder versus sending emails out from a service like Outlook. Of course, you don't want to send individual emails from Outlook when you can send thousands with a professional email sending system. Now, most autoresponders will provide stats once a newsletter or email blast has been sent out. This can include such things as open and click-through rates and bounce rates. You can also learn whether readers opened your email on a mobile device or desktop. Prospects and customers are different and shouldn't receive the same email. For example, you probably don't want to send an email with the subject line 36 months no interest financing to someone that just bought last week. So be sure to segment your list, whether it's between product A and product B or prospects and customers. And remember, there is a difference between newsletters and sales broadcasts. Sending out only promo emails is not lead nurturing. If all people get from you is buy, 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 then you are not developing a relationship. Now I want to talk about more of a fun topic, which is email marketing hacks, tricks, and tips. The first one is don't burn out your list during promotions. A promotional email campaign that drops on the 18th, 19th, 21st, 24th, 27th, 29th, and 30th of each month is burning out your list, even if you use different subject lines. If the only time people hear from you is when you're having a sale, your list is going to get tired of you beating them over the head with sale, sale, sale messages. The next one is use symbols or emojis in your description. Symbols placed strategically in an email can be a great way to add visual interest to text. Orbitz does it by using vacation symbols like planes and beach umbrellas. The more attention you can bring to your subject line, the more likely your email is to get noticed, opened, and read. Where do you find them? Well, go to Wikipedia and you'll find many symbols you can grab and use for free. Use animated GIFs or GIFs, spelled G-I-F. You can embed a video into a, an email, but you can embed an animated GIF or a moving image. When someone opens an email and it blinks, click here to claim your rebate or a moving image, they think, oh gosh, they're saying something and I'm not hearing it. This is a subtle way of compelling people to click. And when they do, they are redirected to a specific landing page with a real video. Next, make your messages responsible for any screen size. Between 40 and 60% of consumers read emails on smartphones. Therefore, the majority of autoresponders powered by Salesforce and FusionSoft make the email message responsive. If you're not sure if your messages are responsive, send an email to yourself ahead of time and check. Another great tip is to use multiple links, different text, photos, and even a PS to see which converts most. Most email services make it easy to identify which of your links get clicked the most. For instance, you might see that 100 people clicked on a specific link with 93 clicking on the PS, 3 on the GIF, and none on the link on the first line. Create an effective landing page. To create a landing page that works, you need a compelling headline, subheadline, a call to action, and social proof testimonials. Equally important, equally important, your landing page must match your link and the promise that was made in your email. 
And the last tip is email at the right time. Research by GetResponse.com has identified the specific time of day when people are more likely to click and open an email. The top click and open hours are in the morning between 8 and 9 and again between 3 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. This concludes today's podcast. Have questions, need additional information, feel free to call me anytime. Like what you've heard? I'd love to get your feedback. I look forward to giving you even more helpful information on my next podcast. That's it for this episode of the Spa Pool Marketing Success Podcast. Have questions, need additional information, or just want to talk about your business? Feel free to call us anytime. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to giving you even more helpful information on our next episode.